Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we're back. Episode 5, welcome to the Complex Sneakers Podcast. I'm Joe LaPuma. I am here with my guys, Matt Welty. What's going on? And my dude, Brendan Dunn. I'm in here smelling like dip teak and cup of noodles. Wow. Price went up since the Fat Joe episode of uh, Full Size Run. Please believe that. What are you guys doing for the holiday? I'm low-key. I was in four different cities in three days last last week. Work? Work, and then we had the Kith trip, the Amangani Kith Adidas trip. Um, I don't ski, so I was holed up in the uh, beautiful resort in Wyoming. Hold I did up snow- in Jackson Hole? Yep. Okay, there he is. And I snowmobiled for three hours, though. Yeah, nobody invited me. That's did you, so was, weird. Was, like, uh, were you on the back of Ronnie's snowmobile? No, or? I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't, although the couples on the trip were doing the two-seater. I did the one-seater. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you going anywhere for the holidays? Uh, going to see my parents in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Oh, the first year that he's actually kind of famous, right? Yeah, yep. he's like I've been famous. <laughs> he's not famous be- at all. Begs to differ. You got to go back to the mall. I go back to the mall. Yeah, I get. I I can't go to the mall these days because I get paparazzi. No, I get anxiety, man. Really? Yeah, I, it just reminds me of. Where, I love it. No, we'll we'll talk about it uh, a bit. But yeah. working retail, it just reminds me of just awful hours spent in a sneaker store over and over and it's just uh, it's a good reminder it's this, the scent and smells of being in a PTSD. mall ptsd yeah. see i have the opposite i now that i'm out of it and no disrespect to anyone who's working retail that's how a lot of us yeah, cut our sure. teeth but i love going back and just it brings me right back to 99 in the mall finish line and as brendan dunn pointed out on the first podcast we've heard the story before <laughs> How cl- Brendan, how we heard how we heard my story before. How close was the local mall to you in Idaho? Oh my god. So there was a mall in the town I grew up in, but okay. mall needs like scare quotes around it here because it was like the most desolate was there silent a locker place. In the, in no, there was nothing there was nothing sneaker related there. So oh. to actually buy sneakers at a place like Foot Locker, you would have to drive at least 45 minutes away the, the mall we had access to oh was... i was thinking it was going to be like two hours or something like no that. not okay. not not that not oh. that bad but I, w- I won't be there this holiday season you're staying here always okay always brooklyn i'll be around all right you guys well, are always trying to yeah, out, out yeah. my location yeah. we're trying to, we're trying to dox my brendan bad. dunn jesus christ like i don't have enough people dming me there's a lot of mall talk that we're talking <laughs> there's a lot of mall talk that we're talking about and i think that it's a perfect segue to kick off this podcast we only do perfect segues around here. I know. Look at that. It's like we've been together for, for years. We are focusing in on a iconic sneaker, mm-hmm. an iconic Jordan. 
I hate you throwing that word okay, around, too. Okay, here he goes. No, 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 Butting no. in. Go no, off. I hate throwing that word around, but this is one of the shoes yes. that actually meets that criteria yes. standard. And also, he's a Jordan hater, so you know that it's iconic. If Welty's co-signing, it's an iconic Jordan. And, of course, we're talking about the recently released Jordan 11. So we're going to look back at the history of this tentpole release throughout the years and share some stories that we have with the sneaker. Let's start with you talking about the Jordan 11, and we could go so many ways with this, but just having this in front of you, and what does it mean to you, and, and what do you think it means to the sneaker space in general? I think you mentioned that we have a, a pair of Jordan 11s sitting here on the table. This is the black and red, the playoff, the bread, whatever you want to call it, that just came out this year, the latest retro. I think what's been so exciting about the Jordan 11 is it's been an event for the sneaker community for the past decade. We'll talk about the various retros throughout the years. Um, 2008 was the CDP pair packaged with the Jordan 12s, and that I don't really consider that part of this yearly Christmas tradition. You also have the 2006 uh, DMP pack. Yeah, but it's, it's weird because you know the shoes came out in 96. There were some retros around the turn of the millennium. Joe, I know you have a lot of stuff to say about those, but yeah. then there was kind of a, a drought for a decade where 2006 was the DMP, 2008 was the CDP, but then after that, in 2009, the Space Jam's release. And from 2009 to 2019, this year, it's been a decade of this kind of big event. Every year in the sneaker world, you can expect a giant Jordan 11 release in December. You can expect crazy lines. You can expect crazy headlines. You can expect violence, reselling, like all, all the drama you can imagine uh, with a sneaker. And it, it's, it's always been one of those pop culture sneaker moments where the people who don't really know about sneakers know about Absolutely. this sneaker before, before we get into it just quick rundown are we are we cool or not cool with the term bread i know some sneaker heads love it some sneaker heads hate I, it i i don't care it's the weekly gatekeeping segment yeah, I, I mean how do you feel just no just a question i'm not i think I, I think I say black and red but i may say breads you know i, I, I don't hate I, it i just never prefer, been the one i just prefer to say black I, i'm not a jordan purist so mm -hmm. so i i will defer to them on this okay. I, it, it doesn't offend me but you know, if, if yeah, if I'm also not a, I'm also not a nerd, so I really don't care that much. I'm a nerd. Damn, why are you calling all the nerds, man? That's what you bullying over here. No, I'm not bullying. Giving them wedgies in the bathroom. No, oh I'm God. saying I'm saying either way is acceptable for right. me. I do want to go through this chronologically. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, I know you had uh, a big reverence for the Jordan 11, kind of around the turn of the century, around 2000 yeah. when the, when they first came back. 2001, there were some more pairs. So, the summer going into my freshman year of college at UConn was right around the Jordan 11 releasing. And there was colorways like the cool gray colorway and the white and red low tops and the, remember the blue snake skin? Mm -hmm. yeah. all this is those, 2000, 2001. Yeah, 2001, and they were all releasing. And I remember I was working that summer just to kind of get fly for freshman year at UConn. And I missed out on the releases when they first released, but I went back, I, got, I went to eBay, and I got the Cool Gray 11s, which to me is still one of my favorite sneakers of all time. And just that colorway, cemented Cool Gray is like one of the most iconic colorways. And I, and I remember working and saving up all cash for the Cool Gray 11s. And then I went back and I was buying, I bought the white and red patent leather low tops, mm -hmm. which were very loud. I was probably matching like a LA Clippers fitted to it. Oh, like I, I was about to ask, did yeah. the rest of the funds go to G-Unit tank tops at the it, time? It might have. Wait, uh, it might have. It might have. But I remember, <laughs> like, definitely a LA Clippers or a Philadelphia 76ers, white, red, and blue. Gelled fitted. hair? 
I wouldn't put the gel, I wouldn't put the gelled hair under the fitted, but if it was no fitted, definitely gelled hair. And those two releases and the Jordan 11 at that time in general will be such a moment. It's one of those, you know, I think it's cyclical in terms of purchasing power back in those days when you went on like streaks of really buying a bunch of shoes at a yes. time. And, and that summer, going into freshman year of college, for sure, was when I was on eBay and it was it was like, okay, I got the cool gray 11s, I got the white and red low tops, what's the next colorway I'm getting? And I you think- You needed like, a rotation, right? You yeah. couldn't just have yeah. one pair. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember um, hearing um, my manager, who I used to work with at Foot Locker, uh, this guy, Mike Richardson, shout out. He used to work in like 2001 at a store in Brockton, Massachusetts, which is kind of a, like a little bit of a rough um, neighborhood. But he was saying when the Concord 11s first came back, he remembers just being like 2000, what was it? 2000? This is 2000. Yeah. There was just like a huge line outside. They had never really seen lines mm -hmm. for sneakers like that at that moment. And they sold out of the shoes. And it was like an issue that they sold out in the same day because people don't expect it. And everyone wanted that shoe when it came back. And they yeah. had to put a sign up in the in the glass window and he said people were trying to like throw rocks mm -hmm. at the window and smash it they were so angry about it and i think that that kind of shit like kind of uh i don't know predates all the violence that happens around this shoe yeah. it kind of shows that crazy shit can happen around air jordan 11s definitely and to brendan's point even if you're not a sneakerhead this is one shoe that breaks through yeah i'm willing to bet that my mom my sister and my dad may not know it's a Jordan 11, but definitely know that this is a significant shoe. Exactly. Like, it's even the way people talk about them, the Space Jams, the Concords, mm -hmm. oh or the God. black and white Space Jams. Like, people don't actually know that it's a Jordan 11 because they're not necessarily people who are super attuned to what's happening in sneakers, but they know these Man, are the breads. 2000, 2009, when the Space Jams first came back, you know, I'm working at uh, Foot Locker in uh, Saugus, Massachusetts, and... I remember there was like anticipation it felt like for the whole year for that shoe to yeah. come back. Yeah. And this was before people knew really solid sneaker release info. Mm -hmm. So it was like almost every single day for eight months you had someone coming in. One of the Space yeah. Jams coming back. Are the Space Jams yeah. back? And it was people who weren't really into sneakers per se, you know, at that point at least hardcore collectors. Yeah. But they just had this title and they remember the movie Space Jam and yeah. they were like, I want the Space Jams. I want the Space Jams. I want the Space Jams. And then finally when that, I remember when that shoe came out, I- uh, This is December 23rd, 2009. Yeah, and you didn't really have like release date policies in in check then okay. it wasn't raffles it wasn't like sign up it wasn't any of that really just, foot locker didn't have any system no, in place not at that point they Jesus. didn't and it was just kind of like line up and we had the the gate you know and you'd have a guy stand by the door and you'd have to have it open it one by one and have someone you know go underneath it. and i think i talked about this on the sneaker shopping episode that people were trying to cut underneath the gate and like shimmy and mm -hmm. like you know do the were you working security at that point or no no oh employee just an employee yeah, just an employee. Just okay. an employee. How hectic was the day? I actually, um, I remember uh, my boss was like, because I was the assistant manager at the time. He was like, he was like, yo, you're gonna come in at noon. So I had to, I missed the release, which kind of pissed me off because I was holding a pair for my friends and a manager who worked at Foot Action downstairs fucking bought my wow. pair that I had on hold for my friend. And he's like, yeah, dude, I got ten pairs that day. Oh, and I'm like, dude, fuck God. you, wow. dude. Joe, did you get a pair of the Space Jams that year? Did you care? No, I, I know you cared. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Wait. At that point, Joe, were you like the in the cool guy sneaker getting them for free? What year? Two thousand nine. Yeah, you were definitely getting free stuff. Mm. You were getting Air Yeezys for free back then. Maybe I don't think I have a pair of Space Jams. Did though. you Did you get them that year? No, 
No. No, I didn't get them. Did you try? Wait, I really can't remember, honestly. I remember I really wanted a pair that year, but there was no way I was lining up because I didn't, you know, this was, we talked about going home for the holidays, and I was home for the holidays at that point. I was in Idaho. I was nowhere near anywhere that was going to have the shoes, and I feel like if I had access to OK Internet at the time, I could yeah. have actually bought a pair, but I was like on my mom's computer on dial-up. Like 28.8 or something like that. Yeah, you know, 56K trying to refresh NikeStore.com back in the day, what it was. And it, 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 I, I just, I had a sense of futility, but I still had to try. And this was after like trying other things. Like I remember calling Compound in Portland was like, yeah. always has been one of the bigger sneaker stores mm-hmm. there, but they didn't have a Jordan account. So there was no way that I could try and finesse something through there. And this was before I worked in the industry, so I had no legitimate plug or way to cheat my way into this release. So Space Jams, I, I wanted them. I thought about them a lot, but I, I I couldn't do it. Now that I remember, I definitely did not get the Space Jams, but I waited a year later for the Cool Gray 11s, and I still have that pair, dead yeah. stock. Yeah, and even before the Cool Gray 11, you know, there, like I said earlier, there's the schedule of yearly Jordan 11 releases that come out in December, but also in 2010, there was the Silver Anniversary pair yeah. that, that didn't have the Jumpman on the back, but only 25 pairs released with the Jumpman. I think in 2009, there was a story that in Atlanta, somebody drove a car through the front of a <laughs> footlocker and like stole all the sneakers in the in the back of the store. Yeah, I mean, all those crazy headlines you hear about sneaker releases, like... It's always Jordan it's, 11. It's almost always a Jordan 11. Joe, you said in 2010, that was when the Cool Grays came out. You did get those. Yes, and those are dead stock. They are in my parents' basement right now. I check every once in a while. I'll go down there and check. They are pristine, not yellowing. So very happy about those. How did you get them? Uh, they might have been sent by Jordan. For free? Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they were sent. Yeah. I think Jordan sent them for, yeah. Jordan, I ended Jordan up, gifted. I ended up getting. Reggie? Uh, might have, I don't know who it was at, back then. But I ended up getting the Cool Gray Jordan 11s in 2010. I think I bought them off End Clothing. This yeah, was like okay. back in the day where okay. End Clothing was like very low key, and it yeah. was kind of the place where people on Nike Talk would share links. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd always have a huge thread for the yearly Jordan 11 release, and people on there would post like all the different stores that were getting them. But like, oh, here's a spot in Europe that's going to have them. And by this point, the release dates weren't super firm. Where like stores online might sell them a little early, so it wasn't like 8 a.m. These are coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a, a couple months before. You could buy black cement threes from End Clothing, and that they wouldn't do the VAT tax on you, so they were a little under retail cheaper, yeah. okay. ahead of release date. So I had success on that, and then I came back for the Cool Gray Elevens End Clothing 2010. I still dead stock. I am actually worried about those yellowing because no. Here's the thing: you mentioned you have them in a basement. I have them in a closet, but on the other side of the country. Oh. So there's like a I have a a, a big Portland? chunk of. We don't triangulate okay, my location. Okay, Every sorry. we can't we can't yeah, give away the, I'm the, 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 the one the thing vault. that I've I've made this connection several times um, writing on the site. But I think the best um, analogy to Air Jordan Elevens when it comes to pop cultural references is the movie uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know where he tries to get the Turbo Man toy for his kid, yeah. and he has to fight Sinbad in the in the oh in, in the toy store to get the balls, and he's like running and he's trying to get it. But I felt like at the time working in sneaker stores, that's how Air Jordan Elevens were. Like everyone would come in, like if you knew someone, it's like, are you holding me down? Mm-hmm. I have your pair unlocked. One dude's trying to buy like four pairs, and if you couldn't get the pairs, it was like a big issue. And it was like, how are you going to get these shoes? Because back at that time, buying shoes on the secondary market was a bit tougher than it is. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just go to StockX, and you had to think about all the parents at the because they changed it. But at the time, 
all these Jordans dropped on December 23rd. Two right. days. Yeah. And you have to kind of put that into perspective. It dropped two days before Christmas. And this is pre-Stock X. So if the your kid, if Johnny wants Air Jordan 11 Space Jams two days before Christmas and mom strikes out on yeah. them, you're not going to get the yeah. shoes and you're not going to get your Christmas present. Yeah. But I want to ask, we've been talking heavily about the releases. Mm -hmm. Let's bring it back. Why do you think this shoe is as big as it is today and how it was back then? Obviously, it was the first foray into patent leather on a Jordan. Mm -hmm. What do you think makes this as big as it is? You know, sneaker shopping, we still have guests. The baby said that the Concord 11 is still his favorite. People still buy it when we shoot our episodes. People are still going to Jordan 11s. We've talked about the releases a lot. What do you think makes this an iconic and perfect shoe? It's so weird because in my head, I don't think that the silhouettes aged as well as some of the other Air Jordans, like Jordan 3s and Jordan 4s. Why, because 4s. it's a little more out there? Um, I think in today's style, 3s and 4s and 1s are the ones that everyone mm -hmm. is going to wear. Mm -hmm. a, a million people have Jordan 11s because they make that many of them, yeah. but you don't see people using it as their everyday shoe. No. As much, it's we kind of made the joke on the site that it's kind of the new dad shoe because, you know, the majority of people that were into it, that's when they grew up in the era from. And you also see a lot of guys wearing these with, like, bootcut jeans. So they, they don't make it their everyday shoe because it's something that's still special, I, I think, think, because so. of the design, because it was so unique. And also it's like kind of the perfect storm of nostalgia and marketing. You know, like I said, they, they didn't make a lot of pairs for, for 2000 to 2009. And then it's it's just... You know, they have the Space Jam hook to them, so people remember them from the movie. People remember them from Michael Jordan's performance in them, and it came at a time when the sneaker scene was really bubbling up. 2009 was the same year that the Yeezys first came out. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was right around that time, even not too far after, when you had you know South Beach LeBrons come out. So it was kind of those few years I feel like and then the next year you had Galaxy Foam Posits so it was like that kind of sweet spot where I think where Nike basketball really dominated the sneaker space yeah yeah people were going crazy I want to talk I want to keep going through because every year to me I have like memories of, yeah. of what happened around I, these definitely. like 2011 Concords where were you guys for that one 2011 Concord I mean I was working at Complex I'm wondering I'm not sure if I got a pair it's tough because with them releasing every year, it kind of jumbles together. Yeah, for I know. Me. It I know. really does. Like I was going them... back through my email, like finding all the old like canceled orders from various stores yeah, across like, the world. 2011, I was definitely working at Menlo Park uh, Foot Locker in New Jersey, and I don't think I cared about the shoe because at that point I was on that like whole menswear wave that happened for. What were you wearing? Uh, like fucking made in usa flannel shirts and selvage jeans and okay. red wing boots oh red <laughs> that whole the concord 11 comes out and you don't even care about it at all at that point i was just wearing like new balances and stuff like that and then i think that's one of the interesting things about the shoe too like pardon my incredulousness but like it's it's one of those ones where it's like even if you don't care about jordans you have to care yes. about this particular and release. you buy it's like a if you could get them you buy them. why not like yeah. you can't you it's like you can't ever pass on it. and that's why i think i may have the concord from 2011 i just well you do because there's been so there, many... There's infamous video on the internet. Shout out Sneakerbox Clyde. Was that Clyde. 2011 though? Yes. Okay, Sneakerbox Clyde came to came to the complex office on 23rd Street. It's still on YouTube. And he interviewed uh, me and Russ Bankston. Yeah. And Russ flexed. You know what Russ brought out? The Deion, Deion Sanders. The Deion Sanders yeah. cleats 11s. in that video. 11s. Exactly. Yeah. They, were, they were black and red. Yeah. They, what, the Cincinnati Reds? Yeah. It's still on YouTube. And I remember, yeah, I brought out the Concord 
the. But the, Joe, what was wrong with your pair though? Super yellowed, super yellowed, and it, the yellow not even, I think on the sole, but it yellowed on the tongue as well. And yeah, there, I think like the thumbnail or something. If, if you like Google sneaker box Clyde and Joe Lapuma, it's like me showing the his yellow. View, his views just went up, man. Yeah. <laughs> made, made sneaker few. box Clyde was an innovator when it came to recognizing my talent on YouTube. <laughs> a, a classic video. I, I had a couple orders canceled that year. There was. I have a, I have an old receipt from Crooked Tongue, so they canceled my order. Yeah. Um, I tried to buy a pair online at sneakers and stuff as well. And this was another one of those where, like, this was often the case for me back then. I was always buying them online. You know, a couple Jordan 3s, I went to the local Foot Locker in Eugene, Oregon. But uh, Jordan 11s, it was always like, let me just try from Euro sites to get them online. Uh, sneakers and stuff canceled my order, and then they gave me, like, a some guy named Olaf emailed me to say I could get a oh. 10% off the next time around. Yeah. I remember at that time. Now, now you're actually making me uh, remember what was happening. So, I was when I was working at Foot Locker. I don't know if they still had it, but they used because this was like dealing with backdooring issues at the time. Mm-hmm. They had a company policy where only 20% of the stock could be sold to employees on discount. Okay, know? and it was a firm number, right? Yeah. So, if you get you know 100 pairs, you can sell 20 pairs to whatever to the to the staff. And I always thought the allotment was somewhere around like 80 pairs, so mm-hmm. it was, you could get them. But the managers always got the first the first crack at it and right. I was back at school so I was working part time and I was like way down on the the, to- yeah. the totem pole in significantly that. less famous December 2011 yeah. 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 yeah yeah but definitely I just remember even all the managers were getting them at this point to try and resell to their friends like you knew it was happening because there'd yep. be like a girl who was the assistant manager who'd get like a guy size like 12 and she's like well I know somebody who wants it and you're like well yeah the yeah. other thing I love about the shoot, going back to like you saying it's yeah. a dad shoot, there's a there's a lot of fits that are tragic. That's what when, I mean. When, you when see these a come lot, out, a lot of bootcut jeans, a lot of bootcut jeans. Come, when these come out, that's exactly what you said. When these come out every year, and then two days later, the fits go on Instagram, and it's like people I grew up with, my friends, my my friends. I'm like, oh man. Bayshore hasn't figured out this shoot. <laughs> the, just the a lot of tongue fucking going on, but not with the right jeans. Well, because when I was. Uh, Working at one of those stores, my store manager was actually from Staten Island, so okay. he'd have all the Staten Island guys. Italian go- guy? Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, he'd have all those guys come through the store, and you would definitely see some wild stuff with the sneakers back then. Oh, my God. I remember even, like, the Concord 11s. I think, so those came out December 2011, and then uh, the next Thanksgiving, there was a finish line restock online, and I, I got through on that, but they never sent me a pair and eventually refunded me. But the one pair of Concord 11s I did get, came directly from Gentry Humphrey, Ooh. dude who has been at Nike yes. and Jordan for years, you know, like. He was the, what, the design director at Jordan brand he, or he whatever? Was like the He's done everything. For, yeah. Nike yeah. sportswear, Jordan brand. So he used to use his Twitter. This is like the early days of Twitter. This was back in 2012, this happened, and he would do Cracker Jacks, which is where he would just like give a random pair of shoes out. He would drop them in some location that he was at and, and give a bunch of clues on Twitter and then people would just go find them and he'd retweet or you know let people know when they mm-hmm. were claimed and so april 6 2012 i found the old tweet he says if you're following me and want a pair of air jordan 11s in a size 5 size 5 okay. nowhere near you know a, a, for for a child he said in a size five, go to the front desk of the Spirit Mountain Hotel in Oregon and ask for an envelope. You didn't, that was, uh, okay. He said the envelope was for AJ Concord. Okay. So Spirit, this was this was like outside of Salem and I was I was in Eugene, Oregon at the time. So it How was probably like, that? that's like a maybe two hour drive and I didn't have a you car. <laughs> I didn't have a car, but here's what, I had a friend, a guy named Devin who lived in Salem, which was like 30 minutes from the casino. And I called him and I was like, you know, we've all been here, like, right, yes. where you have to send yes. somebody who doesn't know anything yes. about this on a mission yes. to go get you a pair of sneakers. And I- 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I Mom waited him. in line for G-Unit sneakers, but go ahead. Yes. God bless Miss Puma. Um... <laughs> I told him, I, I think I offered him $40. Did he go? And I told him, listen, I need you to go to, and I, I explained the situation as best I could. I need you to go to this casino, tell him. And I told him that it was for a pair of sneakers and stuff like that. And even he, the gears were turning in his head because he was like. Wait, why in a size five though? What I, I don't know. Gentry Humphrey just but had. Why, and you still wanted them even though they're in a size five. Yeah. Okay. I mean, especially because like this was, like this was, I had just started like freelance blogging. Okay. So I had, so, again, oh. no connections at the point. So got what'd it. you do with the sneakers? I'll, I'll get to that point. I don't even know if he got them yet. I okay. promise I'll tell you. Like I said, I think it was around $40 that I paid him. He he drove and he picked up the envelope. And then I think I had to send the envelope to somebody at Nike. And then that person asked for my address and sent me back the shoes. And of course, when, when, I the, gave up already, when, when but... the person gave me, when the person sent the letter back to me, I was like, by the way, I work for Sneaker News and I, blah, blah, blah. They didn't care. But <laughs> so eventually I did get, I did get the size five Jordan 11 Concord straight from Gentry, the only pair I ever had of Concords. And uh, two years later, I took them to Flight Club and listed them for $400. No sentiment, said, but no sentimental value to the left five. of me. A size five. I what know, am I going to do? Still a, that's still a cool story. What, what am also, I going to do? This is also the man who resells Dornbecker Jordans. Oh, like oh boy. That's we don't need to get back okay. into that. We don't need to get back One into One thing that. I would say, though, another thing I like about these, the restocks, they come, yeah. you know, they trickle in. I think we probably paid for the whole complex budget one year off of the traffic we did on the Air Jordan restock, restock restock stories. That was like what, Brendan, like two thousand I think it's right when you first when you joined the company, like two thousand fourteen era. Right. The most epic of them all, which probably the most epic fail of them all, which you remember, remember the East Bay restock? Yes. Where they were like, hey, fra- like Fragment 1s, Jordan 11s, yada, 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 and everything came out in like size 14 or 15. Mm. But here's another- Tragic. Here's another kind of cheat code that I'm, I would ask you guys if this is possible to still happen. 2001, it was the same year that I was going back and getting the cool gray and the white red mm-hmm. lows. And the black and red Jordan 11s, the same ones that released a week ago, released on December 15th, essentially 18 years ago or so. Right. I missed out on them. And then I would check East Bay every day. But I remember I was at UConn and it was in the spring. 
And I found around three months later a size 11 and a half trick on eastbay.com. Really? Just, it was just one. Just one. And I ordered it. I was like, there's no way this is going through. Sure enough, one got back in the system. I ordered it and I got it two weeks later. And I would ask you guys, with all these pairs releasing, do you think that it's more logical that some pairs would go back online because there's so many pairs releasing and people may be returning them more than others? Yeah, and I think they just make so much stock that they're just going to trickle them out. Like, you know that when in 2020 NBA All-Star Weekend touches down in Chicago, you know they're going to have thousands and thousands of pairs of black and red Jordan 11s, even if they quote-unquote sold out this past weekend. Yeah, and even over the past few years, I think Jordan's been very public about it where they've made over a million pairs per Air Jordan 11 release, yeah. which just seems crazy to me. Yeah. That's, it just seems insane because, to be honest, I feel like you don't even see people, like we were talking about, I don't feel like you don't see people wearing Air Jordan 11s that much anymore in public. You do see it, a, I mean, a decent amount, but not like white on white Air Force Ones, and it's like, well, where did these million shoes go? Honestly, I'm glad that they're making more, and I think part of that was sort of a response to the frenzy around the shoes. I mean, the black and red Jordan 12 last came out, just to keep it chronologically in order, in 2012, and, you know, that was when I remember somebody got killed in Texas over that. You know, somebody was murdered and, and some guy got life in prison over what happened around these shoes. There was you also know. a kid who got killed in New Jersey from that as well. I remember. From 2012, those black and red Jordan 11s? I believe it was black and red. I might have the, the years mixed up, but the kid got the shoes and people like followed him. It was Willowbrook Mall and kids like followed him like outside and yeah. just like killed him for the sneakers. The, so. the guy who got shot in Texas, I think his... The, the mother of the victim eventually talked to Michael Jordan and that got was a some big sort thing. of an I remember apology. That. And I think that was kind of a catalyst, one, crazy, for them to make man. more pairs and also for them to figure out how to better release sneakers because those times you didn't have as orderly a raffle system and, and way to claim things online and go in a certain time slot, things like that, 2012. After that, it was... 2013, uh, Gamma Blues. Are, are those the worst, jo I, I have are those the worst Jordan I 11s? What do you think? Was that a December release as well? Yeah, to the, December That's probably the weakest one. Well, I remember I, I didn't buy those. I got those sent, and I actually liked them. I was, like, excited to get them. And then it reminds me of kind of, like, the grape fives that were black suede where mm. everyone was like, oh, these that are – That Foster these, Kamer. Yeah, Foster Kamer had a pair. <laughs> yes. I like the black grapes. <laughs> the black ah, – Didn't age well. No, did not age well at all. Yeah, because I, I remember I think I told you guys about it, but the first time I saw that shoe, I had been working at Complex full-time for maybe a month. It was right around Christmas, and I'm in the kitchen as, like, you know, a new hire, just waiting for a coffee, and a guy walks up to me, super tall, and I look down at his feet, he's got the Gamma Blue 11s on, and I look up, and he just says to me, why is everyone asking me, why do I have a polar bear on my sweater? Because he's wearing a polar bear sweater, and it was fucking Waka Flocka. Wow. Stand, standing in the complex kitchen who was making a video how to carve a turkey. Mm. Um, Did he influence you to buy a pair? No, he didn't, but that's just kind of a very strange... Have you ever owned a pair of Jordan 11s? Uh, I own a pair right now. Yeah? From Snipes. And he got yeah. the remote control that... We reselling? Conks out. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't charged all the way. I think it'll be charged when we leave here. What, sorry. Just so people know, <laughs> no what, is, what is... You got a package with a remote control Less, car yeah. and a, a Jordan 11 attached? Yeah. From Snipes. DJ Khaled sent it? He's the new creative director. <laughs> no. It's people in, uh, I know from Germany. Okay. No, so four know. days ago, though, was your first pair of Jordan 11s. That's yeah. crazy to me. No offense. Yeah. No offense. And, and you, I think you said the only Jordans you ever had were the Aqua 8s? Yeah, I had Aqua 8s. And I think I bought a pair of 21s for like $22 that were sitting 21? in the back of uh, 
Foot Locker. But did you ever have the urge to buy a pair of Jordan 11s throughout the years when it came Christmas time? I, not even working at Foot Locker. To be honest, you know? to be honest, it was the thing that you only had one pair, and I think that my friends wanted them more than I did, and I was kind of trying to be a good friend and look hmm. at you in the giving spirit. Selfless. But also, like we said too, like the resale market wasn't as crazy back then, or it was like a lot of like hurdles that you had to jump through yes. to resell these shoes. Yes. So in the, my head, I'm like, I, I don't even want to deal with that stuff, man. And, and like we said, they're making more and more pairs and kind of diluting the resale prices. So to to go on to the next year, 2014. Legend Blue Jordan 11s. I'm still calling those Columbias. Those were everywhere, but people were still getting I, pepper sprayed for them. <laughs> That's my favorite Air Jordan 11. Not the Legend Blues, but the Columbias. Oh, Legend Blue Columbia. It's No, I just like because you see the OG ones, and yeah. it looks kind of cool because it's an all-white shoe, but all the pairs to this day, like the the patent mm -hmm. is kind of like yellowed yeah. on it, and I think it just it looks dope. Also, let's not forget 2014, the Ultimate Gift of Flight pack. Do you remember that? The blue, the Pantone blue Jordan 11s. Oh, that one was awful. Was that the Matt Harvey sneaker shopping one? Yeah. Where Remember? He, Matt Harvey uh, may or may not have told a questionable story about having those shoes back in the day. Come on. And I, I, remember sitting, I remember sitting in the office and Joe being like, should we edit this out or not? Are we going to make him look stupid? That was, hey, he, that was no, we, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that I argued that maybe he had a special makeup. He was playing at UNC, right? Yeah, but I don't think baseball players were, know. were high okay. up on that. Yeah, and those were cool because those Pantone Air Jordan series kind of existed for a few years, where it was like one through whatever number it was up to at that time. There would be these all blue Air Jordan retro models, and it was one of those ones that you just assume would never ever release. I think in not to name names, but I think there was a certain rapper who had a fake pair of Pantone Air Jordans around the same time who got called out for him. And I, I think... know which rapper you're talking about, but come on the show. Um, I, I I actually have this is a, a really weird one that I have for some reason is the Pantone Jordan 11 because I can't remember how much the pack retailed for but that was one of those really expensive packs where it was like yeah you buy two shoes but it's like four hundred fifty dollars or five hundred dollars but I had a friend working at Jordan at the time and she was nice enough to let me get it with the employee discount so I think that I got it for half off or something like that the only conditions under which I would have purchased those Jordan 11s. Next year was the 72 and 10. Okay, so the 72 and 10 moved like December crazy. 2015, yes. Moved like crazy. I, millions of pairs. Millions of pairs, and they were moving. I was around. I, I Actually, I was on vacation in Fort Lauderdale. What uh, was going on in Fort Lauderdale? Just, I was on vacation in Fort Lauderdale. Who were okay? you with? Doesn't have to be discussed here. This wasn't a kith trip. Wasn't a kid. <laughs> yeah, the there was there wasn't a, there wasn't a pop up there. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. No, I remember those released. I was in Fort Lauderdale, and it was one of those releases where the people I were with were like, oh, "I don't know if I should get these," and they hung around the whole day. Mm -hmm. the The shoes hung around the whole day. I guess the allotment was so much, mm -hmm. and then I think two people I were with ended up buying them later in the day. And then I he was hearing from people how many units Jordan moved yeah. that day. Yeah. This so, was one of those ones that the brand was very transparent about in an earnings call that came months later that yeah. they were reflecting on the, the successes for the past it was like quarter. was the most sold Yeah. Ever. Trevor Edwards was like, you know, it was the largest ever launch in the history of yeah. Nike.com, breaking sales and traffic records. Uh, it said, with this launch, we doubled Nike.com's previous largest launch ever. That's wow. how many of these I there were. I think the problem with that shoe was, though, wasn't the patent leather, like, it had, like, sparkles in it? Yeah. I just think that looks a little weird. That was another one you skipped out on. Yeah. I just, did, you, did you buy them? No, I, no, 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 no. I, I don't think I... I didn't buy him. No. And you're also the king of just buying stuff and kind of just stashing <laughs> it away. Like, Brendan is literally like a, the squirrel of sneakers. Mm. 
Yeah, like I said, I have the fucking ultimate gift of flight pack Jordan 11s collecting dust on the bottom you of a pile like of shit. You have like every single like Ronnie Fag like ASIC shoe just like dead stock just sitting somewhere. Funny story, um, you know what? The situation in my room, it's, it's very hectic. Hundreds of sneakers in there. Um, but it changes depending on the season because I have the heat vent on one wall. And so in, in the winter, I can't stack shoes up in front of the heat vent because it'll yep. presumably melt them over, over, over several months. I promise this story has a, okay. a tie to what we're talking about right now. So this morning I was moving some stuff because things are falling right now. And I opened up an old Asics box that was in front of the heat vent. And it was the Mint Gel Light 3s. Okay. Classic. A Ronnie Fike shoe. Those are a classic. One of the cool stories I remember hearing from the Space Jam release um, the first time in 2009 when okay. it came out so i used to work at a store up in new hampshire and um like i've already mentioned but this, this was footlocker footlocker yeah. yeah and um the system manager at the time this guy timmy that i used to work with he somehow got a connect to get into there's there was a it recently shut down in the past few years but there was a nike employee store in greenland new hampshire right that was the only other nike employee store outside of oregon I think there's one in Memphis. Okay. Okay. Maybe there's there For was the distribution three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was like one of the rare random yeah, ones. Yeah, of course. And he somehow convinced them because he worked at Foot Locker, which never happened, to let them – you'd go have to go there and sign up that you were like a Nike employee and put your mm. name on a list and they'd put your size and they would hold it for you. You showed up and you got the shoes for 50% off. Yeah. Which is which is crazy that he, he finessed his way in, and after I think that they were like, you can't come back. You got your, <laughs> you got your one pair, you're done. Sorry. I know people would even line up at the employee store in Beaverton. You know, that's a place where you don't see lines too often, but you would see on Facebook whenever these Jordan Eleven drops were happening in December around Christmas time, you would see photos of outside the Nike employee store. You know, people lined up around the block. I mean, it's not really a block, but you know, they were doing yeah. like wristband. You know, that's how big these were, even to people who who had access to them at Nike. Space Jams came back in 2016. I was actually, that was one of those moments, Joe, a sigh from you, why is that? I don't remember. A lot of these releases besides the 7210, which was different, a lot of these releases kind of morph into each other for me, which I don't know if that's because I'm consuming too much content on a daily basis or or what. I think the, the one moment I remember about that release is it was huge. We actually had a meeting with Jordan Brand, I remember, to help advertise that because they were trying to do such a big push on the on the Space Jam situation, I did did like ten different like Space Jam sneakers. Yeah, I remember writing a kind of a retrospective on that 2009 release, and at the time, your man Al, who, who was working at, a, mm. I don't know, but yeah, he bought was. he bought his uh, first pair of Space Jams, and that was the the passing of the torch and it's uh, it from sneaker who to culture. Who? <laughs> from who to who, we got That's a the... long way to go. <laughs> and you know what? In some ways, I felt disenchanted. When when the Space Jams came back out in 2016, because <laughs> because I I realized I didn't care that much. Yeah, you know, it, not that long before 2009 when they came out the last time, I would have done anything, and and indeed I spent hours on dial-up trying to refresh NikeStore.com to get a pair. And, and by this time, I just didn't care that much, even though I think the build at 2016 was closer to the original. They had the higher patent leather cut. You know, it was it was in the remastered era. When Jordan oh, that Brand's. was crazy! I forgot. Yes. I actually went to a I went to a Jordan Brand event for that. This was when I was still in the the brand's good graces. Well, <laughs> you probably actually wore Jordans and you didn't wear competing brands. I, actually, I wore a pair of Clark's Wallabies. Okay, and that's played, fine. Played it neutral. That, but that, the, yes, hold neutral. on, hold on, just real quick. I love that move. That is a classic industry move when you have multiple yeah. industry parties to go to in one night. You can't bring around a tote bag with three pairs of shoes, so you 
Clark's Wallabies. That's my go-to. Yeah, but I think they did. It was uh, at Harlem on 125th Street. They like painted the whole building with the Monstars on it and all mm. that sort of stuff. It was kind of like a wild, wild build-out for that release. Like I've never seen Jordan Brand actually try to because I feel like Jordan Brand for the longest time they didn't have to market it because they were like people are gonna buy this shit anyways. Yeah. And the the Space Jams in 2016 was the first time where Jordan Brand and their I feel like their sales had dipped a little bit at that point. We're yeah. kind of like we need people to buy this shoe again. And and it worked. This was a couple successive years. So Trevor Edwards, former Nike exec, but at the time he said it was the most successful and largest sneaker launch for Nike. Like things just kept getting bigger year after year. Going all the yeah. way up. Yeah. 2017, the next year, uh, I feel like they didn't do any OG colorways that year, if I'm correct. They did the the Navy, the they had the Windlike 82 and then the Windlike 96, which was the, the red one that looked like a mellow PE. But but people were still going crazy for them. I went back on soulcollector.com, and this is like in the span of like two weeks. These are the headlines around these shoes. Mother of DC teen says son killed for Air Jordans. That's one of them. Seattle teen robbed while trying to sell his Jordans. Shots fired outside Air Jordan line in Portland. $7,200 of unreleased Jordans stolen from Nike Town, New York. So even in a kind of a down year in some ways, I feel like 2017, because it wasn't OG colorways, granted they made up for it by doing two, but it was still like madness. It's it's still, and even when there's hundreds of thousands or millions of pairs, there's still people like just feel, it's something instinctual at this point where it's like, oh, there's a Jordan 11 coming out in December. Yeah. I have to go crazy for them. Was that the last time you think 2017 that we heard stories about the violence around this shoe? I, I feel like Concords in 2018 wasn't as crazy, and that was another one they said, this is the, the most successful launch ever. Like, things kept getting bigger in terms of numbers, I forget, so I feel like that kind of mitigated the I violence. I forget what year it was, but I want to say it was at a finish line, maybe in Indianapolis, where there was like a fight video that hit the internet, and people were taking the store fixtures and swinging them around at people. It was like... You love that stuff. Don't act like you don't love it. Have you ever been in like a dicey situation trying to resell a pair of shoes? Trying to resell a pair of shoes? Yeah, or buy a pair of shoes. Uh, I mean, I have... (laughs) No, not online. I mean, IRL. IRL. Uh, Yeah. What, a release that that people really went running over? No, like buy shoes off of someone. Buy shoes... Oh, Mostly, I'm I'm the person selling them, and okay. I have lots of stories like that. But I, I'm trying to think, like, did anyone press you IRL, or you thought they're no one's ever no one's ever yeah, pressed not me? Not taking the L since. <laughs> well, you got someone threatened to rob you over your uh, Galaxy phone posits. Yeah, they said, do we have time for that? I would love. I want like a thirty for thirty on that. We don't. They said don't leave the office. It was Twenty Third Street. I posted the Galaxy phone posits on Twitter, and they said, don't think about leaving the office. Spoiler alert, I left the office untouched. (laughs) (laughs) Galaxy phones on feet? Not on feet, but in in hand. All right, well, listen, we did a good job unpacking the significance, I think, of the Jordan 11 releases. What? Any last words from you guys? I just hope that it continues to be. What's up? Did you get these, or did... Ooh, two out of three people got these. Did you get them? No, I'm saying, are you going to? Like, the black and red Jordan 11? Yeah, have you got them? I did not. Okay, but are did you, you going to? Or It's one of those shoes where, like, if it's easy, then I'll probably do it. But, but, but like, the retail price has slowly crept up, too, and I think that's not to be ignored. Like, uh, what do these cost at retail? I know neither of you guys paid money for them. But what, 225 or something like that? Yeah, it's like... It's a beautiful shoe, though, honestly. I know it sounds corny and, it is, and a little nerdy. Got, Looking it, at it right now with this old-school box, it's a beautiful shoe. You know what I'm always reminded of? This shoe is an old website, Kick Exclusive, okay. because their stock images 
for the pairs from around like 2000, 2001 were so good because of the way the light would reflect around the patent leather and it just looked kind of otherworldly. So I could, I could picture Joe wearing a, breaking out the on noir leather pants again. Oh my God. Which, which were out at the holiday, holiday party. party. <laughs> well, yep. you guys asked if I got these, like I said, I didn't, but I might if it's easy, but more often than not, when it comes to Jordan 11 purchases these days, I'm more tempted by guys who are posting 1996 pairs on their Instagram for relatively cheap, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for around like $300, $350. Sometimes the sole is separating, but you could get somebody to fix that. So nowadays I'm more tempted by just going and getting the original pairs than whatever is coming out in December each year. And I'm certainly, certainly, certainly not lining up for them. Okay. Came too far for that. Worked too hard for that. I've been You're working. not the same kid who sent the kid forty dollars to to get the size five that you ended up reselling and not caring about the story. That was actually a good story. And thank you, down. thank you, Devin Scarf. Yeah, shout out to Devin Scarf. Where's he now? You left him behind like you did the Jordan Elevens that he bought for you. <laughs> like you left Idaho. Yeah, exactly. Like you left the potatoes. Oh my god! Thanks, I Devin. I, I haven't talked to Devin in some time, and that's probably okay. Okay. We've been talking about our favorites at the end of each of these. Can we? Okay. Can we? Can we just, like, our favorite Jordan 11 colorway? I know mine right away. Yeah, I, I said it already, but it's uh, OG Columbia. Any particular reason? Uh, I mean, mentioned it, but the, the yellowing on the patent leather, I think, looks really cool. Mine, cool gray Jordan 11. The story I told in the beginning of the summer of 2001, and then just them looking pristine now still. I think Teddy used them in a lookbook for Ame. Mm. And Your personal pair? Not my personal pair, but still look as good 20 or so years later and just that's definitely my favorite colorway it's almost a space jam to me because of how hard i try to get them in 2009 but i think it is a cool gray as well because the jordan 11 is such a like tough shoe to wear but the cool gray kind of looks the most looks luxe doesn't it but like it looks less absurd than the rest of them because it's like a tonal thing you know what i mean and it's one of those pairs that i still have sitting around and I still might wear one day. And none of us are getting sneakers for Christmas, right? I assume. I don't no, think so. Nobody neither. would. Do people buy you sneakers for Christmas? No, no it's one of those things I would even feel absurd asking. Yeah. You ask for people. No How old it, are you? You ask. You no, have a but Christmas no, list? But no, but you got an Amazon wish list. Yeah. What kind no, of thought are you? No, but my mom was always I like, "Oh, what, what would you want?" <laughs> Naughty or nice? She's like, "What would you want for Christmas?" And I like even Socks. for the past ten years, I don't even. Socks don't and Hanes white no, tees for me. Never. Whatever, wherever I get, I'm happy with. Perfect place to end the podcast, episode five. We thank you guys for joining us. Please subscribe. Give us a positive review if you want, and we will see you next week. Next week is Christmas. So. Never stops. Never stops. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Our podcast producer is Shiva Bayet. Our audio engineer is Jasmine Plotman. Special thanks to Gerald Flores, Dave Matthews, and Alejandro De Jesus. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.